Tov. All right, today's daf is daf Lamed, um, and uh, we're going to get through this discussion about Shlishi and Ravi Batuma, uh, which was what we're deep in the middle of. So we're going to pick up at the bottom of Chavter Bet, and uh, we ha- we'll do it the following. So the whole point was was that we learned out there's an idea of Shlishi Batuma from an idea that a Tful Yom uh, cannot eat Truma, and we're learning that there's an idea of a Ravi Batuma for Kodshim, for Kodesh, by the idea that a Mechusikiparim cannot eat Kodshim. And again, the basic uh, comparison, if we'll try to simplify it, is is that if a person with residual tumor um, uh, is forbidden to eat a particular thing, then something that is actually tameh should make that thing, other thing tameh. So a person who's a tful yom, residual tumor, can't eat truma, uh, but he can eat chulin. So something that itself is chulin and is tameh, a sheni, should be able to make truma tameh. And similarly, if a person who is residual tumor, a luchusikipurim, cannot eat kudshim, then somebody, something that is actually tameh for, even though he can eat truma, then something that is actually tameh for truma, a shlishi, can make kudshim into a ravi. Okay, that's the basic structure of the argument. So now the Gemara says like this. Um, and these are all halach, these are all like... They're all, no, they're all learned out, and that's part yeah, of the discussion of the Gemara from a Kavachomer or Sada Shava. I'm Rabbi Yochanan. So now Rabbi Yochanan said about 20 lines from the bottom line starts with the word Yochanan. I'm Rabbi Yochanan. Tam Rebbe Eni Odea. I don't understand this whole drasha of Rebbe Yossi. Why? Mahu, Mahu. Sharei Shuvasu Betzido. The response is right there on its side. Ochel Habam, then I will show you something that doesn't fit this pattern. Um, what's that? So you wanted to prove from a who is can eat truma but can't eat kudshim to a shlishi truma. Let me give you something that doesn't fit that pattern. Okay? If you have food that was touched by a tful yom, so food meaning truma that was touched by a tful yom, that would be a effectively a shlishi, right? So based on your argument, what should that do? That should be able to make kudshim into a revi. Okay? So ochel abamachmas tful yom that if that's true that invalidates but it does not go on to the review because so things coming from people with residual Tum'ah. Anyway, so it doesn't always work, okay? So just because a Mechus Kippurim can't eat, um, can't eat Kodesh does not mean that other analogous things would possible Kodesh. Because here's something touched by a Tfuyom, food, that also cannot, that invalidates Truma, but does not pass on to invalidate a Kodesh. So why should you say that it's true by a Shlishi that all went straight through food? Right? A Shlishi is, right, something touched a, 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 a food that became a Rishon, the food touched something it's all food like you know all turtles all the way down and it's all food all the way down okay so that we're saying makes Kodesh into a V but he says by analogy by analogy to the uh to the Mechus Kiburim, well, how is it different than uh, food touched by a Tful Yom, which possibly Truman doesn't make Kodesh into a V? Now, how do you know it doesn't make Kodesh into a V? The Tanya, we turn to Bryce up. Abashol Omer, Tful Yom, Tchilul Kodesh. So Abashol has a Chumrah, Durabanan. He basically says, a Tful Yom, that for, when it comes to issues of Kodshim, is treated actually like a Rishon. Okay, so means, So two things become Tamei, meaning a Tful Yom, touches something for Kodesh purposes we're going to treat him even though normally we treat him like a Shani for Kodesh purposes we're going to treat him like a Rishon so he touches food that makes the food for these purposes into a Shani the food touches other food makes it into a Shlishi that's post that's Matami Shnayim and that food that's a Shlishi touches Kodesh makes it Pasul that's that's, that's Kodesh and it's Posel Kodesh so we so Echad the difference between where Posel and Matame is Matame is Tuma that can then be passed on to someone else to, to the next stage. Psul is that it's invalid but it doesn't get passed on. So basically what he's saying is it's full yom for Kodesh purposes is a dindarabanan okay but it's treated as a rishon. That's what he says. No, it's treated as a sheni which is sort of how we normally treat a full yom. He passes truma so here he's metami echad he makes truma into a shlishi and that truma makes Kodesh into a v. So according to these first two opinions actually by full yom it does proceed on to a v. So the real challenge is the Chachamim. The Chachamimomim, Kishem Sheposel Ochle Trumo Mashke Truma, the same way it's full yom, invalidates Truma food and liquid. Kach Posel Ochle Kodesh and Mashke Kodesh. It invalidates uh, Kudshim food and liquid. But it does not go on. So Tvul Yom stops at a 
shlishi, and the food that it invalidated as a shlishi does not make kachim into a ravi. So we're assuming like the chachamim. So we're saying, how do you argue the fact that a mechusiki for him makes kachim puzzle, that that makes food that's a shlishi, that food that's a shlishi, the truma passes it on for kachim to be a ravi. Here you have something that, uh, that, 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 that is puzzle for truma and doesn't go on to a ravi. Truma that was touched by a tful yom. Alright? I really wish I had a whiteboard, but I yeah, think okay. you, okay, but I think you got, you, you got the basic structure, okay? That the same logic here, something that's puzzle but truma, it doesn't pass on. So how can you assume that food that's a shlishi passes on to a ravi? So the Gemara says, Maskevla Rav Papa, so Rav Papa challenges, my Rav Yosik really, your only question is according to the Rabbanon. And the Rabbanon say that the tful yom, it stops at a shlishi and it doesn't go on to a ravi. Maybe old like Abashol, Damar Lutamishnayim believes Solechad that says it's even uh, it all it does go all the way on to Ravi. It's even more powerful. It's treated like a Tful Yom is treated like a Rishon. And as Rashi points out, even though the idea that a Tful Yom would be treated like a Rishon is a clear Durabanan, but nevertheless, underlying Abashol is the basic principle that the Tuma that comes from a Tful Yom can pass all the way down to a Kadshim to a Ravi. So there's not a counterexample, only according to the Chachamim. But if we hold that a Tful Yom, the Tuma can pass and make Kadshim into a Ravi eventually. So the same would be that a Shlishi for Truma can make a Ravi. Okay, Yisak Adaitich says the Gemara, no, that can't be. Because Yisak Adaitich really, had he held a Kabashot, Lacey these are basically three scenarios about making kodshim into a ravi. Okay, there's the case that we sort of know about that mechuski Burim can make, can, you know, can't eat kodshim or makes kodshim tamei. That's like the paradigm. Then there's the case we're trying to apply to, which is a shnishi betruma makes a ravi. Then there's the case here yeah, that we're looking at the wild card. Is is it a consistent example or a counter example? And that's the case of food touched by a tful yom. So first we said full touch by full yom is a counter example okay now we're saying no 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 according to the, uh, the Abishol who argues on the Chachamim it's a consistent example full touch by full yom passes it on from a Shlishi to a Ravi so now we're saying oh but if it was a consistent example why didn't he learn from that why did he run to the case of Mechusa Kippurim so I'm going to show you that it's not a consistent example because if it is that actually would have been served as his proof Okay, are people with me here? So, sort of enough so that we can get through it, yeah, and then we'll on to the next topic. That's what I was figuring. Okay, so <laughs> so the Gemara says, okay, so Lacy Levi B'Kodesh Me Ochel Shabbat Machmas Tul Yom Uma Ochel Shabbat Machmas Tul Yom the Tul Yom Gufim Mutar B'Chulin Even when it starts with the Tul Yom, who himself can eat Chulin, so it starts, you know, very weak. Amarta Oser Levi B'Kodesh the Tumah goes all the way down to make Revi B'Kodesh Ochel Shlishi Habam Machmas Shani, if it's coming not from a Tful Yom, but it's coming from a Shani, right? The Shani is the originator, right? The parallel to the Tful Yom is food that's a Shani. So if a Tful Yom, his Tuma can go down two levels to make Kodesh into a V, then Shani that is Tamei, that is, you know, a Tful Yom can eat Chulin. Shani that's actually Chulin is Tamei, then certainly that Tuma should be able to go down two levels to make Kodesh into a V. So Shlishi Abam Machmas Shani, the Shani Gufe Asr B'Chulin, and it didn't show Sir Kodesh. Okay? So therefore, the Gemara is saying, why are you learning from Mechusa Kippurim? The case of, that, uh, how can you learn from Mechusa Kippurim that, that Shlishi can make a Ravi? The case of food that comes from a Tzul Yom is a counterexample. And if you say that the case of food that comes from a Tzul Yom isn't a counterexample, but is actually consistent, then why aren't you learning from that case? Okay? Because that case actually is like, if a, if a Tzul Yom, which is Mertabachul in, his Tzul can go down two levels to be a Ravi because certainly Shani, which itself is Hulin Tameim, can go down two levels to make a Ravid so Kodesh. So an, an object being itself impure as well someone on I understand. We discussed that yesterday. So let's, yeah, yeah, let's, yeah, yeah, yes, but we're going to bracket that. Okay, the Chitema, no, the reason you don't want to learn from a Tvul Yom to apply to the idea of a Tvul Yom could Tuma can go down to levels. A Shani's Tuma can go down to levels. <laughs> you can challenge it. No, 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 no. You can't learn from a Tvul Yom and say, oh, if it works by a Tvul Yom with residual Tuma going down two levels, it works by food that's tummy to go down two levels. That you can't say. Because the Tvul Yom started as an Av. Or he didn't start as an Av. He could be an Av, okay? Not necessarily start, but at least he could be an Av. So the Gemara says, so you can't learn it from food 
that could never be an Av. So Allah says, no. But then the, that same challenge is relevant to the Mechus Purim case. Right? But we learned out from Mechus Purim and we didn't ask that same challenge. Okay, so we sort of leave that as a question mark. I'm sure that you, all, all you have right now is question marks. So, like, yeah. <laughs> so basically, just to sort of sum this up so that thankfully we can move on, okay? To, to sum this up, the point is the following. How do we learn out that um, Shani, food that's a Shani makes a Shlishi? Because a Tvu Yom who can't eat, um, who, who, who's okay with Chulin makes Truma a problem. So food, Chulin itself that's a Shani should make Truma a problem. That's that Limud. Mm-hmm. And the analogy for how do we know that Truma that's a Shlishi makes Kachim a Ravi is because a Mechus Kippurim that can eat Truma can not eat or, you know, or, you know, kaichim, right? So, or, so therefore, Truma itself that's tame should certainly be able to be mitame kaichim. Okay, I know, it's not the exact same, but that's the analogy. If the person who's okay with object X cannot eat or touch object Y, then if object X itself is tame, then certainly it should be able to pass on the tuma to object Y. That's the analogy. So by Sful Yom, we say we allow that to get us to truma, and by Chuzuki uh, Burim, we allow that to get us from truma, that's tame to kudshim. And the only thing that the Gemara ended with is saying that there's a counterexample to that, which is food that derives from a Tful Yom, the, you know, one degree down is truma tmeya, but that doesn't go all the way down to Kajim. We'll so that's right? to the bottom. So that's the counterexample. The Gemara says, no, maybe we poskin that it does go down to Kajim, and it's not a counterexample. So the Gemara says, well, if it's not a counterexample, then it should have been used as the paradigm. Okay? And why are you so... So therefore, it doesn't... It's not fully satisfied. What is the story with that case? Either it's a counterexample, or if it's not a counterexample, then why wasn't it learned at, used as the basis for the halacha? And then the final point that the Gemara made is, is that making this limud from person to food is not necessarily, besides that it's not exactly the same case, is not necessarily great because maybe the person's tumor, although it's residual, maybe to some degree it's weightier because the person could have been an av. And that's a challenge that you could raise to whether you're learning out from a chusikipurim or whether you're learning out from two degrees derivation from the case of the tul yom. That's like a relevant critique that for some reason we did not raise. Okay? But that's basically how we learn out the idea of shlishi betruma and reviva kodesh. And now we're going to go that on. <laughs> yes. That objection could have been raised at the beginning of the entire deliberation. It was, but then right. the Gemara did like a Tzad HaShavah by right. Kucheret, right. and then it's framing. Right. In other words, it's really bra- the whole thing is framed by that objection. By that thing about persons and objects, and as you pointed out, that's part of the whole point about Sota, is that a person being Tamei, and then the learning out of objects being Tamei. Okay, let's go on. We have All this, though, I have one question. What, what really? happened to the turtle? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, now we have one last discussion about this shiny and shlishy stuff which is a little bit easier and then thankfully we move on so let's take a look so the Gemara says like this Amar Ravasi no we move on today Amar Ravasi Amar Rav Ravasi said in the name of Rav Amar Rav Ben Asi Amar Rav or Rav the son of Asi said in the name of Rav Reb Meir Reb Yossi Reb Yoshua Reb Eliezer Reb Eliezer Reb Eliezer Reb Eliezer all these Tanayim Kulus Virulu they all hold the Ein Shani Yosef Shlishi B'chulin that oh, shlishi only goes up through truma, not as truma can become a shlishi, not truma. Now that is well, yes. Well, first of all, all the limudim we did today and yesterday were about truma. You'll remember, yeah. right? A tful yom can't eat truma, so that shows us that a sheni could make truma into a shlishi. It was all about truma. However, Rashi on the mission pointed out, although I don't think the Gemara made it clear, that because Rabbi Akiva learns out that sheni is also shlishi from the pasuk of Kol so the loaf of bread that falls in the klicheres is tamay to make other things tamay to make other things into a shlishi that it sounds like Rabbi Akiva is saying based on that pasuk that a sheni is also shlishi even by chulin but until now the limut has only been by truma and now the Gemara is reinforcing that and saying I'm going to give you a whole list of tanayim that all the whole idea of shlishi is limited to a case of truma okay so now we're going to go through them Rabbi Meir did not, Rabbi Meir, because we taught in the Mishnah. Anything that has to go into the mikvah midrabanan. What has to go into the mikvah midrabanan? The best 
example about that or coming into water in the Durabanan is your hands. Mm-hmm. Your hands are considered the reason you wash your hands before you eat bread is because they would wash their hands before they ate truma because hands, Durabanan, because they, you don't know what they're touching or whatever, Durabanan just gave them a default status as Shani Vatuma. Now, of course, the right that that's impossible because you can't have part of your body tummy and not the other, but that's Durabanan. So because Shani can't handle truma, they couldn't handle bread. The classic truma was, of course, you know, grain and bread, etc. And that ultimately led to the practice that even non-Kohanim wash before they eat bread. Okay, so that's a classic example. There are other cases as well that somebody's tummy midrabanan. But anybody who's tummy midrabanan, the, the, the tumma that Durabanan assigned people when it was a pure, meaning it wasn't a derivation of a Dioraita tumma. It was some totally independent thing that they said it makes you tame. Like, I don't know, you know, handling Sifre Kodesh or other types mm-hmm. of things. Okay, they made you into a Shani. So, Kolaton Bayim Medivrei Sofrim. So, you're a Shani. Metami a Kodesh. If you touch Kodesh, you make it tame. Uposel et truma. And you make truma pasuk. Again, is that metame means it can go on one level. So if you touch Kodesh, you made it a shlishi, and that can make Kodesh into a revi. Like, because Kodesh goes up to a revi. If you touch... Me, another Kodesh. Another Kodesh into a revi. That's metame as a Kodesh. If you touch truma... Right, then it invalidates the truma, but it does not pass that on. Yeah, the truma could touch Kodesh. Yes, but within the world of truma, it's postalis at truma. It doesn't go on. Okay? So, postalis at truma. So, you're saying you made a shlishi. Mutter, the chulinu But you can handle chulin and maser. So, you're shaming, you can handle chulin. Chulin does not get affected. So, that's clear that shaming is not osa shlishi, the chulin. One minute. The chamim osim the maser. And the chamim say not by maser. Okay, what exactly is debated by Maser? We won't discuss, although it's interesting. Unless it's Maser Shani, it's not, really, it's not like really Kodesh, right? So, n- you know... Treating it like Kodesh. So treating it at least for the t- these Tuma purposes. At least, at least for these Rabbanan purposes. Okay? Um, no, I mean, it's not. I don't think it is. I think okay. it has some other reason. But anyway, okay? So there you go. That both Rabbi Meir and the Chachamim, Raji said, it could have said Rabbi Meir Vichachamim, but we don't know who the Chachamim are. They both are very clear that Shani does not make a Shlishi Bechulim. It only makes it by Truma, and Meiser is debated. Okay, so that's that position, that it doesn't go by Chulim. Rabbi Yossi, now how about Rabbi Yossi? Hada'amim. That's the whole derivation we had right before of Rabbi Yossi, that he learned out that you get a Revi B'Kodesh, you learned it out from the Chusa Kippurim. Now how did that tell you that he doesn't hold that there's a Shlishi B'Chulim? Because of what he didn't say. The Isa, if he held as an idea of a Revi, of a Revi, of a Shlishi B'Chulim, Lesi L'Revi B'Truma B'Chamish then if Hulin itself could have gone up to a Shlishi then Truma should have been able to go up to a Revi and Kodesh should have been able to go up to a Chamishi okay because the whole way we sort of learned it out was just to remind you we learned it out that if a Trul Yom makes Truma Tamei and a Trul Yom is Mutter B'Chulin so something that is Chulin Tamei should certainly be able to make Truma Tamei okay that was the Limud now what is, what is the lowest level of Chulin that could be Tamei we've been assuming Shani so therefore that can make Truma to a Shlishi but if Chulin could be a Shlishi then it should have been oh so Chulion who's Mutter B'Chulin can make Truma Tamei so Chulin Tamei as a Shlishi should be able to make Truma Tamei as a Revi and then you should have been able to take it one further level for Kodesh so since we didn't do that clearly he holds that Chulin is only a Shani and it's only Truma that gets to be a Shlishi the more Kodesh an object is the, the more susceptible it is there it is and the more it can attract even weaker and weaker forms of there you go it's like it's like, it's like it's like it's like yeah that's what I was going to say or they're more susceptible or the or, or that's why you know they had to uh, with the whole uh, Yehuda and Tamar story you had to distract the uh, the, the Satan because he's always trying to anyway interfere with anyway moving on okay so <laughs> we can bring we can do a lot of uh, New Jersey Kabbalistic stuff on that point but yes it's a very legitimate point Welcome the more Kodesh it is the more it attracts the forces of Kohos okay anyway so um, or the more the even the very residual kochotatum are able to adhere to it. Right. Okay, that is our Kabbalah for the day. Moving on. Rabbi Eleazar Omer, uh, okay. 
the Im Isa, what? No one will believe it. You know, this guy goes into his friend, who's this uh, very uh, esteemed scientist, and he sees up on his wall, he's got the, uh, this, uh, what's it, the Chamsen? You yeah, know, so he says, Chamsen. 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 So he says, I don't understand, like, uh, you know, a super rationalist like you, I mean, you think this stuff is Narishkeit, what do you do with it up on your wall? He says, he says yeah, 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 I know it's Narishkeit, but I heard, even if you don't believe it, it sometimes works. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the Gemara says like this. Uh, okay, okay. So Rabbi Yossi had the Amrin. We 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 needed a break there. Rabbi Yoshua, Rabbi Yoshua did not. Rabbi Eliezer Omer. Ochel, Ochel Rishon, um, Rishon. If somebody eats food that's a Rishon, you become a Rishon. Shani, Shani. If you eat food, you are what you eat. If you eat Shani, you become a Shani. Shlishi, Shlishi. Now, Tosa says, one of the reasons for this is, I mean, there's a whole long toast so he figures out what this is about. He says there was actually like two levels of a gzeira. One gzeira is if you eat it. Um, the first level of the gzeira is if you eat something, then, like, if you let's say eat food that's a shani, you can't drink tru- truma or eat truma. Why? Because it'll look to people like people will say, I don't understand. That truma is going down your throat and it's going into your stomach, which has that shani and it's being the tummy in your stomach. So, therefore... I'm telling you. Therefore, the initial gzera was if you eat something like, let's say, a shani, a shani, you can't then eat truma. What can I tell you? That was an assumption about how people would perceive it. The next level was not just that you can't. The next, that's what this big tosis is about. You should be happy that we have a big tosis. I'm summarizing for you ten seconds, and therefore the daf is shorter. So the next point that the tosis makes though, is the second level of the gzera was that after you eat it, then actually you are treated like that level even if you just touch something okay I'm not exactly sure so anyway if you eat Rishon you're Rishon or Shani or Shani or Shlishi or Shlishi okay Rabbi Yoshua Omer Ochel Ochel Rishon Vochel Shani Shani no 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 they never made a guy into a Rishon by eating by eating food that's Tameh to be a Rishon you got to touch an Afatuma so Shani is our first level of Tuma for Tuma Durabanan so if you ate a Rishon or a Shani you become a Shani Shlishi if you ate Shlishi then you become Shani Bekodesh then you become a shani for purposes of touching Kodesh. So, if you would touch Kodesh, you'd make it into a shlishi, and then that would make other Kodesh into a V, but it would not be treated as a shani for touching, for touching Truma. For, okay, so, um, um, now. Now, what type of of stuff did you eat that you when you ate a shlishi? What food did you eat that was a shlishi? So it says, "Bechulin shenazu al taras truma." If you ate chulin that was treated as truma, that could be a shlishi. So here's another halacha: the same way truma can be a shlishi, um, if somebody is a kohen and is, has a lot of truma in their house, and they're going to be very makpid, and they're going to say, "We're not going to start having different standards for when we eat truma and when we eat non-truma." You know, there's always truma around. It's sort of like like a week before Pesach in my house, you can't have any chametz in the house. Starting a week before Pesach, you know, whatever. We're not treating truma and non-truma differently. Everybody, every everybody treats everything as truma. Okay, so your your practice is to treat chulin as if it's truma and to eat it with the same degree of care. So that's chulin shenasu al taras truma. So the halacha is sort of like before we said you are what you eat. So this is also like a self-fulfilling prophecy. If you treat your chulin like truma, then halachically drabanan we let it gets the same level of Tuma as Truma. So if you have a Shani that touches normal Chulin, nothing. But if you have a Shani that touches Chulin that you are treat as Truma, that becomes a Shlishi. Okay? Can I so, give you just a stupid question? But yes. Like, does, they have, does they have like different tailings for Truma and Chulin? They might have, depending on if they have guests yeah, or other types of things. They yeah. really did. No kidding. I yeah. never thought about it. Like, yeah. like, oh, don't use that ball. That's a yeah. Truma ball. Yeah. You can't, you can't do it. if you have non-Kohan guests. Yeah, par. Play but do they have issues <laughs> yeah, there is, sure. The whole kitchen. Whoa, the whole cash route for Truma. Yeah, apparently, yep. Okay, so. Well, no, 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 because meat and dairy would not be Truma. Truma would only be par of grain stuff, so. <laughs> I mean, I guess if you mixed it up in the other stuff. Alright, moving up, moving up. Alright, the Chulin Shanasu, the Chulin Shanasu, the Chulin Shanasu, the Truma. 
So that's the type of stuff that can be a shlishi that if you eat it would make you a shani for Kodesh. Anyway, the point being that what can become a shlishi, truma, or chulin that was treated as truma, as altaras um, truma. In, so the Gemara says, Altaras HaTruma. Altaras HaTruma in, only if it was treated Altaras HaTruma does it become a Shlishi. Altaras HaKodesh, low. Not if it was treated Altaras HaKodesh. Now Rashi's gear says, Rashi, it should be, Rashi's gear says, Chulin low, which is the simpler yeah. point. Rashi's point is, also it's like, if you try to treat Chulin as Kodesh, that's too absurd, so it's meaningless. So it's like it's just standard Chulin. Either way, Alma Kasavar, Eishenios HaShlishi B'Chulin. The only way Chulin becomes a Shlishi is if it's true more treated as Truma. Standard Chulin does not become a so that is Rabbi Yoshua. Now Rabbi Elazar, Jatani, we turn to Brisa. Rabbi Elazar Omer, Shlosh and Shavin, the following three things are all the same. Harishon Shebekodesh, Veshebechulin, Veshebetruma. If you have something, whether it's Kodesh, Chulin, or Truma, and it's a Rishon, Metamishnaim, it goes down two levels, Sheni Shlishi, Uposo Echad, and then gets down to a fourth level, Bekodesh. So it goes all the way to Revi Bekodesh, and then it stops. That's why the word is Posel, because it stops at Revi. Metamishnaim, Echad, Uposo Echad, Betruma. If you're in a Truma world, it goes down two levels. It makes a Sheni, and then a Shlishi, and then it stops. And if you're in a Hulin world, it only goes down to a Shani, and then it stops. Okay, so it's a very nice way of saying it, that basically, that by Hulin, it ends at a Shani. Truma ends at a Shlishi, and Kodesh ends at a Ravi. That's Rebbe Lezer. Rebbe Eliezer did not... Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Chala nitelos mina tahora ala tmeah. Chala can be taken. Now, what happens if you have chala tmeah? Right then, when you you know the dough is tame. When you're mafrish the chala, chala is like truma. It becomes truma tmeah. The kohen can't eat it. He can only burn it. Use it as fuel. So obviously, it's not good to have your for the kohen to have it, to have it be tame. So you're supposed to be careful about that. Now, if you accidentally got your that got your your your, your dough tame, you can go ahead and be on your tomato. But Rabbi Eliezer says that no, basically what we're going to do is we're going to fine you and we're going to say that even if, oh, I'm just double check Rashi, um, no, I'm sorry, if you did it amazing, if you did it amazing, not did it by accident, but if you were amazing in getting your dough tame, like you knew, yeah, your hands are tame, don't handle it, I don't care, I'm going to handle it, whatever, you got your dough tame, then we're going to demand that you actually be on your tomato. So that the chala you give the Kohen will actually be Tarachala. Because if you have these two, uh, you know, um, pieces of dough, right? So, rather than taking a challah from this and a challah from this, you can actually put them all together and take one challah equal to the, the amount of challah you're supposed to give is one twenty-fourth, like uh, 4%. Okay? So you can take that, you would take that, so if you have two loaves of bread, just take the, and this is like, I don't know, 10 units, and this is 10 units, you would take what did I say, 4%? This is 100 units, and this is 100 units, so you would take like 8 units from the Tahor to go on both the Tahor and the Tameh. That's what you would do if you were irresponsible and got the, one of the loaves, one of the, uh, you know, a dose Tameh. So that's all great, except that there's a problem. The problem is, is that when you take challah, the loaves should all be connected. The dough should all be connected. Mm-hmm. Now if you try to touch this Tameh dough to the Tahor dough, you've got a little bit of a problem, which is you're going to make it Tameh. Okay? So how can we demand that you take the quantity of tahor dough on both quanti- on both doughs and have the doughs connected. Not the same table surface is not the so same. not at least lechatchila. Okay, lechatchila should all, it should be somehow touching. I mean, there's questions. Did the other other types of things in the same basket? But now we're assuming that they should be touching. So what we're going to do is we're going to take some tahor dough. Okay, I'll take a little dough from this. I always use my cup and then I make a spill it. I'm going to take a little. Here's my piece of dough. I'm going to take a little bit of dough. You know, from this big big loaf. Here. And what I'm going to do is this dough is going to be a small amount. It's going to be less than a kabetza. Now the power of being less than a kabetza is that less than a kabetza, even though it will become tamay, it won't pass the tuma on. Okay? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put this little less than a kabetza between the two loaves of bread. So it's going to make it one big loaf. A is touching B is touching C. But the A, tamay, touching B, the, the less than a kabetza, won't, that, will, will not, that won't be able to pass the tuma on to C. So it's all one big thing and everything is connected and now I'm going to take the challah from the tahor dough. Okay? Do you have a question? All right. Okay, so, Kate said, okay, challah me tells me the Torah to me. Kate said, what do you do? Shtei isot. Achat or rav achat me'ah. One is our ones to me. Noto kidei challah me isa shelo hurma chalata. So you're going to take the quantity of the challah from the bread that 
from bread that is not of challah taken. Once you have challah taken from dough, you cannot take it again. So both those have to have challah that has not been taken from them. And this there really should have been beforehand. You are noting pachos mikabeis of the emsa, less than a kabeis of dough between the two loaves of, of the, the uh, you know quantities of, of dough. Today we don't mean a mukaf that it should all be considered like connected. Okay, so that's what he says. Now chachamim osru and the chachamim forbid. Now why they forbid? Presumably they're concerned that the tumor will pass on. Okay, Titania, Now another brisa says. Kibesa, that, that Rabbi Eliezer even allowed it to be done by a kibesa. So let's bracket the pachos mi idea, which is not as interesting because if it's less than kibesa, it's not going to pass it on. It doesn't tell us anything about the levels of tuma. And let's focus on the bright that it has that Rabbi Eliezer even allows it by a kibesa. So how does he allow it by kibesa? Why doesn't it go from here to here to there? Right? That's the question. How does he allow it by kibesa? So this is going to, so let's take a look. Savrua, we assume, idi ba idi shona, that the tabe loaf is a reshow. Okay? And we also assumed the chulin hatvulin l'chala lo kichala damu. And we assumed that now, the chala itself is going to be truma. What is the status of the dough pre the removal of the chala? Is it like, it's tevel. Is it, so what's its status in terms of Kabbalah's truma? Is, is tevel, does it, is it makabal truma like truma because it has potential truma here or unactualized truma here or right now there's no truma and it's treated like chulin does tevel become a shlishi that's the question so we're assuming that tevel is treated like truma okay chulin that's ruling l'chala I'm sorry it's not treated like chulin it's like excuse me it's not loki chaladam is not treated like chala it's treated like chulin so now this loaf is a rishon if it has a kabetz of bed the kabetz of dough in the middle becomes a sheni and that sheni doesn't pass it on to the other lo- the other quantity of, of, of dough because it can't make it into a shlishi. So you see that he says that a chulin does not become a shlishi. And the reason the chachamim would argue would be presumably because the chachamim would say that chulin does become a shlishi. Okay, you got it? So you got big, big dough one, Kibetz in the middle, big dough too. So it's Rishon, Shani, Shlishi. And if everything is treated like a Hulin, he says you don't have to worry about that because Hulin doesn't become a Shlishi. Or the table be- can become it. No, it does, but he does not. He says you don't have to worry about it. You could use a Kibetz in between. The Chachamim say you can't. So yeah. the question is, what's the Chachamim's logic? Okay? So my love, the Hakimifugi, this must be what they debate. The Marsavar ain't Shani Yosef Shlishi Bechulin, that the Shani does not make a Shlishi Bechulin, so that's what Rebbe Lezer holds. The third loaf is safe, okay? Marsavar, the Chanim holds, Shani Yosef Shlishi Bechulin. No, it's not safe, it goes on to a Shlishi, but at least Rebbe Lezer holds that Chulin doesn't become a Shlishi. So now the point is, you know what? Maybe the Chanim agree with that. I'm a Rebbe Mari Braid Rakana, the Chuliyama ain't Shani Yosef Shlishi Bechulin. Heck, we've already listed so many Tanayim that hold there's no Shlishi by Chulin. I'll say even the Chanim agree with it. So what's their problem? Why, why are they concerned here with having the base of bread in between? What Sari said. Because it's not so partial that we treat this as chulin. It's chulin that has unactualized chala in it. It's like truma. So it does become a shlishi. So you can't do this trick of sticking, of having like three loaves of bread here. No, it's like chulin. So everybody agrees it's Rishon Shani Shlishi. And the question, does the third one become a Shlishi? Depends on whether we treat it as Hulin or as Truma. If you want, I could say, Number one, everybody says it's like Hulin. Number two, everybody agrees it can't become a Shlishi. So if everybody agrees it's Hulin and it can't become a Shlishi, why does the Chachamim have a hard time about doing this thing, about putting this Kibetza uh, of dough between them? Are you allowed to turn, make Hulin Tamei? Because at least what you're doing is you're making this kibetza of dough in the middle tamay. And the chami might be saying, it's a nice idea that you're going to get it all connected and you'll take chala on both. But as a result of that, you're spreading tumah. You're spreading tumah to this kibetza of dough in the middle. Um, so, umar savar, asaligam tumah So one says, yeah, I will allow it, certainly for the purpose of being able to be mafish chala tahora on everything combined. 
And the other says, no, I'm sorry, I will not allow it. So there could be a lot of things that that's about, but certainly the, uh, one of the things that emerges is that you oh, Shlishi ends a truma. So pretty much, almost everybody holds a Shlishi ends a truma, but again, Rashi says in the Mishnah, it sounds like Rabbi Eliezer would say, I mean, I mean, excuse me, only truma can be a Shlishi, but as, but as Rashi pointed out, it sounds from the Mishnah that Rabbi Akiva, who learns from a Pasuk of Yitmah, Letameyacherim, and there's nothing in that Pasuk indicating truma, it sounds that Rabbi Akiva would actually say, based on the Pasuk, that even Hulin can become a Shlishi, but everybody, clearly, the, you know, the consensus is that only truma becomes a Shlishi. Alright, now we can take a breath. We are now done with that. That was a very, that was probably the most uh, technically a difficult uh, Gemara that we're going to be dealing with in the Homo Yes? This, this phrase oh, you should be glad I didn't leave one day earlier. <laughs> you are getting such easy Gemara. You are so, so glad I did not leave a day earlier. Yes, Rabbi Dove. Basically, that would apply to any Isad that before you've taken Kala, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. And the analogous discussion about any any wheat that you haven't taken truma from. Right. Okay. And, right. Okay. All right. So now the says like this. So this, the second set, the, the third rush about Rabbi Akiva was the Sukkim by the cities of the Levi'im say they have a thousand amot around their cities and then another puzzle says two thousand. So Rabbi yeah. Akiva said a thousand uh, for their uh, for their like uh, whatever their fields or their yards and two thousand is the city limits and from there we learn the idea that a tchum is two thousand amot and the other opinion in the Mishnah was no a thousand of sort of like of unused space and then two thousand for their vineyards and their fields so the Gemara the opposite uh, I don't know the opposite well I don't know if Rabbi Akiva had the fields in the thousand he might have just have had more like yards but anyway the Gemara says what's the debate but if Rabbi Akiva learns the idea of 2,000 amot at city limits from, the, from these psukim, presumably, what's the point? Why do I care that there's 2,000 amot at city limits? Presumably, it's relevant for a halacha, that you're not allowed to leave city limits on Shabbat, and that there's an idea that tchumim is a doraita concept of 2,000 amot. And the other, who doesn't say that that's what's going on in the Pasuk, it's just talking about the, uh, where their fields and vineyards, does not have that as a basis for the idea of tchumim doraisa. Now, Tozos points out, you know, Huh? Like, like first of all, maybe, I, maybe even though I think that the pastor is talking about the Levian having fields and vineyards, maybe I can still use it as a basis to teach me a different halach as well, that there is an idea of Tchum and Doraisa. Or maybe I can learn out Tchum and Doraisa from another pastor. Like, it's not so clear that this is, that, that, that they have to fall into these two camps. But at least what it does tell you minimally is that presumably that's what Rabbi Akiva is saying. Because for Rabbi Akiva, if it's not giving the area to the Levium, what's the nafkamine of saying that it's 2,000 amot is their city limit? So at least for him, presumably it's telling you a halach about Hilchot Shabbos. But it's not, but the other one who disagrees could learn out the idea of Tchum and from another place. Although one could have argued that there's another relevance about knowing what the city limits are for the Arei Halavim other than Hilchot Shabbos. What could the other relevance be? Any thoughts? Uh, and, other, and even if they don't get any of the real estate out of the 2,000 amot, but just to tell, say that that's defined as a city limit. How did the RA... What? Thank you. The RA living functions as RA Miklat. Mm-hmm. Right? When are you considered to be in the RA Miklat? Right? So it is interesting that the Gemara decides to make this a debate about whether Tchumim is your right or not. Okay. Let's continue. Tanur Rabbanat. Um, now we have the fund Russia, which was about the um, the Az Yashir Moshe, right? That Rabbi Akiva said it was like reading, like somebody who read the Hallel. So that, what was the Lemur? What does it mean? You, he said to say. It sounded like it was responsive. So he said that that, that he said it and they responded. And um, what's his name responded back? Who was it? Uh, da 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 da. Um, so it says Kikori et Hallel, and Rabbi Chemi says Kikori et Hashema, the low Kikori et Hallel. So let's see what that's about. Tanu Abadan. When they came up from the sea, they, they gave their eyes, meaning they, 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 they planned to say Shira. The case of Amushira, how did they say it? Because, you know, they didn't necessarily all have the ability to say, to, to, to say it. Who was going to be able to compose a Shira on the spot? 
So, Gadol Hamakri Halel. Like, when an adult reads the Halel for the Tzibur, right, again, also imagine that you often have a very illiterate congregation, which is why you have the whole institution of Shaliyah Tzibur, right, in Chazar Shashat, because people were mostly illiterate. So, how would you read the Halel? So, the way, if you had an adult reading the Halel, here's what you would do. The people wouldn't know all of the text. They would just say the beginning of each section. So everything Moshe would say, their response would be the same two words, Ashira la Hashem, which actually is a beautiful way of responding, right? It's like it's like what we do, Hodu Hashem Kito, Hodu Hashem Kito, right? That if you have, it's actually a very appropriate type of way of responding. It's not like a, you know, uh, like not some random pasuk in the middle, you know, but but it's the Ashira la Hashem, Hodu la Hashem Kito, and that's the Amen, essentially, the way that you participate in your, your responses for the Shriach Tzibor who knows all the words. Okay, so that's what Moshe would, that's how they would do it. That's the Lemur. Um... Not like an adult who's mostly them, and essentially they just have to say, Amen, I make a bracha, you say, Amen, you're Yotze. But if a minor is saying a bracha for me, I can't just say, Amen. You don't say, Shomer Ka'oneh. He's not able to discharge me, and all I have to do is participate. I actually have to say the text myself. So if the minor knows the text and I don't, it's not enough for me to say, Amen. I have to do repeat after me. I have to say all those words myself. Okay, so if you have a minor who's the one reading hollow for the keyboard, they have to repeat every single word. Every word he said. So every single word Moshe said, they repeated, which can also explain how they learned, you know, how they knew what to say. Because they just repeat after me, everyone. Okay. So they had a katan lead Yeah. I mean, that you have a Mishnah. If you're not supposed to, it says, you know, Tavo Me'ira, etc. But sometimes that was the only literate person in the community or, you know, who could do it. Um, you were assuming that the, that the leader had text in front okay, of Okay, so maybe I should, maybe literate is the wrong word. You know, I don't necessarily mean reading a written text, but no. somebody, what is the word? Fluent? I don't know. But somebody who was conversant. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, okay. Um, Aren't you supposed to read Mishra from Text? Yeah, yeah, not in a tefillah context. I think you don't have to say halal as makre et halal. Yeah, you don't have makre like kriyat shema. Did they? Yeah, I learned it from Rabbi Berman. Rabbi Berman years ago this year said the shot of kriyat shema was they opened the sefer Torah and they read the kriyat. Really? Yeah, that's what he said. What's the evidence for it? <laughs> okay. Years ago. Okay, fine. All right. So it's it's a it's, it's a local motion. You have a Masora thirty years already. <laughs> I'm still thinking about the third. Okay, fine. Anyway, okay. When the Chaim Yomer to so fair, like when it's so fair, the interesting phrase the word parais, right? I hope this question what that word means. But anyway, um, so uh, Rashi says it means like prosachag is the period before yuntiv. It means when you begin the Shema starting from the brachot. There's a lot of discussion what parais al Shema means. But anyway, it's like when they would read Shema in the show. How would that be different? So shehu potech vehin onim acharav. So actually, it would not be responsive. It wouldn't even be responsive word for word. If somebody would start, it's sort of like we daven. Yeah. The guy says Shema, and then all of a sudden everybody knows what to say. So the person opens it, but then everybody is saying it in unison. So is it that they do a responsive of a single text, of a single responsive reading? Do they respond word for word, or do they all sort of say it in unison? Okay, so what do they debate about? So Lemur means that, that, that you respond based on the opening words. So they are constantly going to respond. That's the Lemur. Just those two words. That's what they responded. On those first words. Uh... Where are we? No. Lemur means for the entire text. They were responsive. Every word Moshe said, they responded. 
the Amor Kulu, he, he brackets the Lamor. It wasn't really responsive. Vayomru. Everybody said it. Everybody said the entire thing at the same time. Okay? Bahadi Adadi, they said it all at the same time. Lamor. So then what does Lamor mean? Lamor suggests that there was some responsiveness. He opened it. He said, Az Yashir. And then everybody saying it, said it, did it in unison with him. The problem, of course, with him is, is that how did everybody else know the words? Who taught them the words? Okay? So that's going to be the next, the, the next Gemara. So Tana Rabbanan. Tana Rabbanan. We taught. Tana Shabiosi Aglili. Rabiosi Aglili taught. Remember, Rabiosi is the one that said they all said it in unison. So he's, he's got to explain. It's one thing to say that Moshe composed it on the spot. But how did everybody else learn it? Okay? If, if, if they said it in unison. So that Rabiosi Aglili has to say. So let's take a look. Rabiosi Aglili says, Bashashali Yisrael Minayam, they wanted to say Shira. How did they say it? Before, you know, we said they said it because they, Moshe taught them. But according to him, how do they all know to say exactly what they said? So, you had a, 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 an infant on his, or a toddler, like an old, I think that's a little bit older, a rock is a little older than, a, than, than an infant. Um, you had, uh, yeah, you had a toddler on his mother's lap, the Tino Hionic Mishemo, and an infant suckling from his mother's breast. Even Sharot Ashkina, and when they when the, they saw the divine uh, presence revealed itself um, on the uh, at Yamsuf, Savaro. So the toddler lifted up his you know his head, his neck. The Tino Shamatad Nitiv, and 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 the infant like you know released the breast from the nipple from his mouth. The Amru, and they and they said Veyu. So even the infants, very graphic, even the infants opened up. You want to know how the people knew how to say it? Even the infants knew how to say it. Like, it was a niece. What do you want? You don't have to say Moshe taught it to them. They were so inspired by the divine presence that they were all sort of, you know, <laughs> imbued with prophecy and with song at that moment. So it's much to breastfeed in shul. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> as it says. I remember this being brought. Okay. There you go. Shenemar. Now, here's why he was mentioning Olel and Yonek. The P Olelim Vionkin Yastadita O's. Right, from the mouth of, you know, toddlers and infants, you have, you, you know, made a, a foundation of strength. Probably because it's also O's that probably play on Aziv Zimatya. Right? So the O's. Hayar Rabbi Meir Omer. Minayin Shafir Ubarim Shabimei Iman. Ha! I'll do you one better. How do I know even the fetuses in their mother's womb? Okay? Not only, they didn't even have to be born yet. Okay? Amru Shira. I said Shira. Shenemar, as it says, Bimakelot in the gatherings, okay, and they gathered by the Yamsuf, Baruchu Elohim, blessed God, Hashem the Lord, Mimakor Yisrael, from the uh, wellsprings of Israel, the Makor. So the Makor is the womb, which, you know, nurtures and uh, the child. Okay? So then the Gemara says, um, so now there's an interesting other line here, which is a question of it belongs. The Halo Chazu, but they couldn't see anything. You know, it's one thing, the infants, they saw the divine presence, but what did the fetuses see? So, I'm already Tanchov. So, infants, you could say, they saw something, because at least they had eyes, they were born. What did the fetuses see? So, I'm already Tanchov. Uh, the womb, the womb became like a transparent, a lit glass, a seeing glass, and they saw through the womb, and they were able to see the divine presence. Okay, so. <laughs> there you go. I mean, All right. Makor is an anatomical. Yeah, uh, makor is the wor- the rabbinic word for the uh, womb, right? Or for the uterus. Right. Yeah. For okay. The uterus, right. Okay. Bobio, let's uh, see if we get to the Mishnah here. Okay. Okay. served out of out of love because it says because based on the pasuk that says even if God will kill me I will long for you know have my faith in God so that but the mission goes on to say but we don't know if low means for him I will have my longing and my faith or it means low with an olive I will not. I will no longer have my faith in him. So the Gemara says, "Bobiyam so darshav Yeshua benukas ovadim v'lechzi high low ibelavet alif ksiv ibelavet alif ksiv." Then it's lohu. Then it means I won't have any faith anymore. Ibelavet vav ksiv lohu. I will have my faith in him. So what does it mean? You know, the Mishnah said, "Adai nadavar shakul." It's not clear from the pasuk, and I had to go to another pasuk. What do you mean it's not clear from the pasuk? Let's take a look. Is it lamed alif or lamed vav? Of course, the interesting thing is it's written lamed alif, but the drasha is lamed vav. But the Gemara says, so how, but let's look how it's written. So the Gemara says, no. 
Um, do you mean to tell me anytime you think it's written with an aleph, it means low in the sense of no? Ella meata bechol saratam lo tsar in all of their affliction, reading with the low as an aleph. He God is not afflicted. Is that how you're supposed to read it? God isn't bothered by our affliction. Deceive the lamed aleph hachinami deloru that God isn't afflicted by our affliction. Why not? God's God. No, that the angel uh, saves them, which means that it did affect God. So we actually read that the whole Tsaratam and all their afflicting loads are with a vav. So God is afflicted. So it's interesting. It doesn't say cream seeds. It says an aleph, even written with an aleph, could mean with a vav. Now this is very interesting. I don't know. I didn't check with any Bible scholars, but you know there definitely are. Think about the Hebrew word hey vav aleph which is often read as, not who, but as he, right? And that was an alternate spelling of the word he, was with a vav, not with a yud, okay? So maybe it actually is true. I mean, the sort of the, uh, what's it called? The standardization of spelling, you know, did not, you know, well, you know only happened later. Well, right. The Aleph is a placeholder for right. the vowel. So what it's like saying is... with the hey at the end. It's a placeholder Right, so it could very well be that low with an Aleph means low with a vav. So, I mean, that, you know, then, so I, I really do wonder like what they found in Dead Sea Scrolls and other types of, you know, inscriptions, mm-hmm. you know, where I, but I think that that's a, you know, that that's quite uh, possible, that it really has both possible meanings. Okay, so the Gemara says, okay, Rabbi Meir Omer, Nema Yerelohim Be'iov, he was fearing God, it's God fearing, Nema Yerelohim Be'avraham, fearing does not mean that it wasn't out of love, you know, maybe fearing together with the love, but it doesn't, I mean, by, but, you know, it doesn't mean only out of fear, but it means out of love. Obviously, it's a bigger point by Eov, because Eov was so afflicted and, you know, beset, obviously, by suffering, that to say it still came out of a place of love, you know, is a very powerful statement. The Avram goofed and how do you know Avram did it out of love? To receive Zera Avraham Ohavi, because he's called the one who loves me. What's the difference? Not, it's interesting. It would be nice if they would describe what's the difference in terms of their religious lives, how they act, but it's actually going to talk about their, the difference in terms of their reward. Um, um, Ika Hadatanya um, it is Hadatanya w- w- the difference is what Rabbi, Yeshua, Rabbi Shimon Lezer says the one who does it Meira gets rewarded for a thousand generations the Zev the one who does it Meava Laapayim there are two thousand Hachaksiv Laapayim what is it Laalafim right Laalafim Laavayu Lishomrei Mitzvatai for thousands of generations for those who love me Vazimksiv Ulishomrei Mitzvotav so only a thousand, not thousands, thousands. Lo'avav is also mentioned where it says Elifdor and only says a thousand. No, Elifdor. How is the Samachlei v'Hidel is Samachlei? No, no, no. The question is, what is the word that's juxtaposed in the first pasuk? Alafim is juxtaposed to Ohavai, and then Shomrei Mitzosai comes next. In the other pasuk, it's Ohavai Shomrei Mitzosav Elifdor. So Elifdor is juxtaposed to Shomrei Mitzosav. So you could be very scrupulous in Shomrei Mitzvos. And but not, not do it may, and to the same degree me'ava. Okay. Last point. Hanu trei talmidei dahavu yasri kami derava. Two students were sitting in front of Rava. Chadam alei ikayim bechamai. I heard read to me in my dream. Ma rov tufchasher tzafanta li reyecha. How is the how great is your good your, the good God that you have uh, that you have uh, treasured put away stored away for those who fear you. Chadam alei ikayim bechamai. I had read to me in my dream. The yismuchu kol chosei bach and will. Rejoice in you all who put their sort of trust in you. Forever will uh, rejoice and uh, burst forth in songs those who love your name. So Rabbi said to them, You're both Tzadik and Gemurim. you are. One of them, one of you though, is the Yerechim, like the Yerecha, and the other is, does it out of Ahava. All right. So we'll end with that.